TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnished tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This is Danny and Dusty. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the fan man Hera. Go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm your Huckleberry. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Thank you for being a part of our day, letting us be a part of yours. All right, uh, Danny, let's get to the only piece of joy this football season that you can have. The Raiders have fired head football coach Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler effective immediately. Mm. How do you feel about that? Uh, you got to be happy with this. There it is. Yeah. Nine this and is what 16 was going on in my head. Over uh, one season and eight games. Okay, to be clear, I never wanted that man anywhere near the Raiders. Never. Okay. There was nothing about him that was like, yep, yeah, I saw what he did in Denver. Want a part of that? No. Uh, playoff win. I don't care. Oh. Do not care. Uh, the number of, uh, part of my take has had, I think, four or five different guests that are former players that have played for McDaniels. Yeah. And to a man, they hate that man with a fiery passion of a thousand sons. Really? Yeah. Nobody likes the guy. Um, he I does, can't see why. He doesn't have a redemptive quality. Like, he, like his players don't care for him. The systems he runs sucks. His personnel groupings that he's thrown out there don't make any sense. He doesn't maximize his best players. I mean, he's been able to do it other places. One other place. Well, no, Denver he did. Like, they just didn't like him. But he did maximize his talent because he had Tim friggin' Tebow as his quarterback. And they made it to the playoffs and won a playoff yeah. game. I'll, I'll agree and disagree with that, you on that one. I mean. Let's go ahead and take a look at the AFC West in that time period. Well, he still was able to do it. Did didn't they make it to the playoffs? Weren't they weren't they eight, seven, and one? Didn't they have a wasn't that their tie year? Uh no. No, they were eight and eight. They were okay. five hundred that year. Yeah. I was again. Gosh. Yeah, AFC really West bad. was a disaster in that time period. Yeah. Um 
there was just nothing about him. Like you, you with some coaches, you can just go. Hey. Oh, they didn't. They did not. They did not make. No, they did not make the playoffs that year. No, they lost because they lost four in a row at the end of the year. My God. Yeah, really bad. So he wasn't good there. Uh, no, we know he wasn't yeah. good there. He's so, not a good head coach. No. And that's the thing is like he can be perfectly fine as an offensive coordinator and, and with Bill Belichick and with Tom Brady. True that. With those training wheels on you, sure. But there's nothing that he has done there. Golly. He has managed to alienate over the last couple years the three pillars of the franchise in Carr, Jacobs, and Adams. Yes. How the hell you go in there and do that is just beyond me. I'm with you. And they swap personnel out. They got more of the air quotes McDaniel's guys, and they sucked more. There, they, he's bad. He's not good. He's not a good no. head coach. So when I no, saw that, not a good leader of men. Last, I'm sitting at my desk writing last night, and I get the bing, and I'm like, I triple checked it to make sure I wasn't getting ball sacked. For those of people that don't know, is ball sack sports the the fake. Uh, aggregators. I liked it better when you didn't uh, you didn't acknowledge what that yes. was and you just went with it. But uh, I was like, this can't be real. They're not doing this at damn near midnight. They were. They they lane kiffed hey. him. They 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 tarbacked him and said, see you later, bye. Back to back transactions at like middle of the night. Yeah, Harden was traded in the middle of the night yeah, at like eleven thirty, and then this was like like eleven twenty or something like that. What but- do you think took? And Mark Davis so long. By long, you mean what? Seven games? No, th- that day. Oh, like why not just fire him first thing in the morning? Which is usually what they do. Is like Monday Night Football was a disaster. Yeah, they you do get all back, the paperwork, and, and it's then you're just there. like, okay, you're done. You're Legal. out. They probably wanted to see what 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 outs they had, and they it appears they don't. Can like we build a case against him? No. Yeah. Okay, we're just gonna have well, to fire I mean, him look, the old it's, fashioned. It's the Davis family. They're vindictive. They're gonna have to. Well, I do appreciate that. They don't have the money to be paying this type of money because they're paying two coaches not to be there. Yes, between uh, Gruden. Uh, well, no, Gruden has been uh, settled. That's done. Yeah. This is just this is just McDaniel's and Ziegler, but they gave them both six year extensions in 2022. They owe a combined 140 million between the two yeah. of them. But they, good lord, yeah. Wait, Ziegler makes that much money? Yeah, they got insane money. Both of them got six-year extensions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I, like, this may be good for you, and you may be very happy. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you it's not going to go well, though. Oh, no, no. Because your the, owner yeah, is owner. an absolute disaster. I want him to sell a team. Look, he's yeah. not his dad. And look, yeah. for, for all of the Al Davis jokes at the end, it got really bad. He was very clearly dealing with stuff. Al Davis in his prime was the most innovative and forward-thinking owner that existed in the NFL. and it, yeah. That's why they were who they were. And they have not had that in 30 years? Uh, 20. I mean, they were good in the early 2000s. Quite literally 22 years. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had somebody... But don't, don't be so hard on yourself. It wasn't 30 years ago. Bill Barnwell of ESPN said, I wonder if it was Tom Brady that gave him the money to get out of this deal. And I was like, please do not tell me that I have to thank Tom Brady for this after ripping my heart out with the tuck rule. I would rather yes. have McDaniel still coaching the team than have to thank Tom Brady. Maybe, maybe that's his apology. Yeah. You know what? Fine. Fine. I'll take that. We frame it that, that way. Was for the tuck, that, that was for the Super Bowl that the Raiders I, would have won. Did I polish that turd enough for you're you? You're even now. <laughs> Monster. Um, even now. But now, with Antonio Pierce running the team, I hope he just... Mm. 
he uh, he goes the way of uh, you know a guy who's just learning how to fly a plane and crashes horribly into the side of a mountain. Dear Lord. Yeah, I I want them to be very very bad. I hope they don't win a game the rest of the season and they can get in the quarterback lottery. Ooh, Antonio Pierce, by the way, not just former NFL player, but Arizona State. One, one of the guys at the <laughs> center of the downfall of Herm Edwards at Arizona State. He was a guy who they tried to put all the blame on for bringing all the recruits in during COVID. And he was their recruiting coordinator and defensive coordinator, and he was a good, good coach, but uh, not a good cheater. And no. maybe you get that going for you. But actually, what's going to happen is Antonio Pierce is going to go all, uh, you know, Connor Stallions on everyone, and they're going to forfeit the first round pick. Oh, God. Wouldn't that be something? Vancouver Ford text line. Can't wait for the Raiders to announce Jim Harbaugh as the next coach. We actually did talk about that off air. Um, it's, I don't think he'd do that. I don't think he'd do it because of dysfunction. Like Harbaugh is, I think, the coach you bring in when you've got like enough talent, and then you're trying to put some things together. Like the the Raiders need to, to they need to just clear the deck. Raiders aren't even the top team in the AFC West. He would go to no. He he's he would go to the Chargers before that. I could see him going to the Bears before the Raiders as well because he played for the Bears. Not only that, they'll have the top two picks in the draft. And yeah, he played for both the Bears and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see him going to both of those places before the Raiders. Wait, didn't he play for the Raiders? Harbaugh? I I only know him as a Colt. Colts and the Bears Bear is all I can. In Chargers, he, didn't he spend a year? That's what I remember Jim Harbaugh as. I swear to God, Captain he had, he Comeback. Had a, he had a year there. I well, that be, would be something. I could, I could be wrong. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. There, there was a, a blur of quarterbacks in the late '80s that I can't, I can't remember. Uh, he played for the Bears, Colts, Ravens, Chargers, Lions, Panthers. Okay, so that was not in that. Damn, game. he yeah, was no. the quarterbacks coach for the Raiders in 2002, 2003. There you go. Before taking over the University of San Diego. Hmm. Yeah. So the, and there's a connection there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the late '80s quarterbacks for the Raiders were not great. Um, long story short, this this needed to happen. The fact mm. that they got down this road this far sucked but uh sorry chargers fans we got it before you hey so the raiders have a broke boy owner and even they looked at this and said no more <laughs> so chargers fans you, you got no excuse now you you gotta you gotta go after your owner. oh they can figure out plenty of excuses meaning like what fans are gonna go after dean spanos well i mean even raiders fans man it's been tough what are they going to do? Not more, show more. up to SoFi Stadium and have the opponents outnumber their fans? Yeah, like the Raiders. <laughs> oh wait, but they there have been a, a, an abundance of fire Josh signs at do, Raider games. Recently, do you know though, the one place that I have seen Mark Davis get yelled at about Josh McDaniels mm. was SoFi Stadium when he was sitting in the front row and those fans were walking by and they're oh, like, "Oh yeah." And he goes, you shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Turns out they did. Yeah, they did. Go, they go, did. Going back to Dabo, sometimes the fans are right. The most passionate, like, the one Raiders half, fans. The one and a half percent. The most passionate Raiders fans were actually in L.A. And they told the Vegas owner, you know, give them the what for you. And so I, I'm okay with it. I think that this is, I think this is the path. This is the path. You're right. Chargers fans, get on the Spanoses. I don't think they're going to be sitting in the stands, though, or make themselves accessible. Because unlike Mark Davis, who has been seen sitting playing the slot machines in the Vegas airport waiting for his far too young to be his girlfriend, um, it, they fly private. 
they're not going to be accessible to you without security around. That may be Mark Davis's downfall, is that everybody knows he'll be at the P.F. Chang's every day for lunch. They know he goes to Palm Springs to get his hair cut not very well um, once a month. And he's he flies commercial. He doesn't fly private. I think this may be his accessibility is why Josh McDaniels lost his job and why you're so damn happy today. I am. And in all seriousness, I was sitting there writing, and when it when it popped up, I it was it was like USC had just won a national title. Here's the other thing. There was an hour of pure, unadulterated glee. I was smiling ear to ear, just thrilled. Can they afford Jim Harbaugh? Tom Brady's money, maybe. So, no. No, no, probably not. No. So, what if they go scrap heap coach because Uh, they can't afford him for a few years? I'm okay with young developmental coach. That's the that's the path that I want him to take. Find like some, a Lane Kiffin, honestly. <laughs> like a Lane Kiffin when he was like thirty. Not quite that young, but like find a, a quarterback minded coach that can help develop whatever quarterback they get out of the draft this year. <laughs> yeah, this is not going to end well, man. I'm trying to talk myself. Yeah, into I know. This. I'm so let, sorry. Let me have this. I'm smiling. Let me have this. Hey, maybe they can hire Alex Grinch. <clears throat> oh God! Please don't put that on me. Please, right. please don't. Well, you may get your wish after this week with Washington and USC. Because if Washington throws for 5 billion yards... They have to get rid of him. Then they might. I mean, because how many yards or is, is UW going to throw for against USC's defense? Over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. <laughs> That's how much worth of, of yards they're going to have. probably not wrong. <laughs> That's right. All right. <clears throat> I'm sorry, but I'm also very happy for you. Thank you. I'm still I'm still very much in the um Was it was it better that Jimmy G got benched as well? Oh man, the new when the news just kept coming because mm. I saw it was McDaniels and I was like Ziegler too and Jimmy's bench. Like it it's was like that Vince McMahon. Oh meme. yeah, it was the Vince McMahon <laughs> meme in real life, man. I, I was about ready to fall back out of my chair. I was blown away. And the only thing that would have made that better for the final square would have been if the uh the fortune cookie story were real. Oh, yeah, it's oh, not God, real. It's not if you real. if you saw it, somebody well um uh, Barstool, yeah, uh, PFT commenter from Barstool Sports. He has a thing where he he found the exact font that the Athletic uses, <laughs> and so he types up these things that look like they're they're screenshotted from Athletic articles, and he puts them up there. And there's one where like McDaniel's was dressed up as Mark Davis for Halloween. And he's a big Halloween guy, and Mark Davis ordered him lunch for PF Chang's to quote complete the look. Mm. And then uh, after lunch, he, Mark Davis told him, "Hey." Why don't you uh, open up your fortune cookie? And it said, you're fired. You're, you're fired, fired, bro. Hot, big shot. Hot shot. Big shot. Hot, shot. Hot, hot shot. shot. hot shot. There we go, yeah. There it was your go. fired hot shot, which, that's fantastic. <laughs> it would be. That's if a great only, story. If only it were true. It's not true. I see Al Davis doing something like that. Uh, that's why it's kind of believable yeah. is because... Mark? Eh. I don't think Mark is that sharp. No, see, Al? Prime Al? That's the kind of thing he'd do. Yeah, Mark, sharp as a marble. Yeah. He was eating crayons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nepotism at its worst. That was a very mean shot. Um, all right, 503-864-6326. You're right. Uh, let's take a look at a little bit of the NBA because yesterday was Halloween, mm. and he lived up to his costume. Danny Dusty on the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Danny and Dusty on the fan. There you heard it on ESPN last night. The San Antonio Spurs, one of the most inefficient teams in the NBA, erase a 20-point deficit to knock off the Pahonix Suns um, on Halloween night. And Victor Wenbinyama dressed up as Slenderman. Mm-hmm. It was the perfect costume. It was the most perfect Halloween costume I've ever seen in my life. Terrifying looking. He's he's terrifying looking without a costume on. He's even more terrifying as a Slenderman yes. because he is Slenderman. Yeah, it, 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 very helpful to be seven foot five, playing Slenderman. I'm picking up what he's putting down from his personality. He's, he's I like him. Scoot has like the super like really into it likable guy. Wemby has the um, I'm trying to think of if there's an international player that got it. Like really got it, because Embiid's just a giant troll. Yeah, Luca despises the media, and Jokic just doesn't care. Hmm. Wemby might be the first international player that like truly, truly gets it. Kind almost like LeBron, in the sense of like knowing how to have the banter and yeah. being fun with it. And I'm LeBron, talking, I'm talking, it. yeah, I'm talking with the when LeBron's normal. Yeah, because when LeBron's normal, he's fun. When he when he's full corny, you know he's got a book in his hand on the first page again. Maybe Vladi Vladi, we likes to potty. Ooh, Divac is a good one. Yeah, just always straight shooter. Just just had good vibes. Yeah, George Mirasan. Yeah, he just wasn't good enough. No, he wasn't. But he had a great personality. Yeah. He was in that Billy Crystal movie. What was yeah. that Billy Crystal movie? My Giant. You sure? That sounds right. I think that's right. I think that's right. My Giant. My Giant. <laughs> 
It's okay. Hollywood was like, who's the tallest guy we can find? Yeah, it was my giant. <laughs> George Mira's son. 1998. Right. Oh, Boban. Boban, he's not good enough either, but his no. personality's fantastic. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Uh, stuff is giant mitt in a goldfish bag. I love Boban. Bobby and Toby is fantastic. It, it, it Tobias Harris and, and Boban's relationship are great. He was also, he got a, his brains beaten in oh, by John Wick. Oh, God, with a book. Yeah, with a book. Book. Great way to go. Yeah. Negotiating like those those fight scenes as an actor has got to be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you want to go? There was no book? way that he stood a chance against Gon- John Wick. No. I mean, it was just like I saw him like lumbering towards him, like, this is going to be quick. And I was yeah. like, oh, damn. They, they, they went violent mo- uh, like multiple. John Wick 3 was fantastic. Yeah. Just yeah. multiple levels. It was, it was, that was a good movie. Yeah. I mean, all the Wicks are great. All right. Golf clap. There you go. What were we talking about? Oh, uh, Vector Wimbenyama. He gets Wemby it. The Spurs. <laughs> so the Spurs. Squirrel. I had yeah. no idea. That. They, they 115, closed, 114. They closed the fourth quarter 33 yeah. 19. I believe the final count was something like a 38 to 12 run between quarters. Significant. Yeah. The, the Suns just couldn't score. And a big part of that, there's no Booker, no Beal. Yeah. Uh, KD was on fire. Uh, Eric Gordon couldn't miss. But they couldn't get any looks to the rim because, well, I mean, they've got use of Nurkic. So. Well, they're getting the Nurk experience. They are. Uh, he did hit a couple threes to keep things kind of going. Yeah, uh, that'd be the Nurk experience. But what was up with, okay. Who'd have can, thought Nurk would have more threes on the year than Scoot at this point? Wow. Well, it's tough. Said that part out loud. Um, yeah, that's a, a tough look, but there we are with the Blazers. He actually made uh, more threes last night than Scoot did, has this year. Yeah. That's a fact. It is. It is a fact. Laying it out there. But um, what happened to Kevin Durant at the end of that game? Yeah, no, so you, you got the Suns up one. They froze him. With, uh, what was it, 2.8, I believe, on the inbound. And instead of calling a timeout and advancing the ball, they inbounded in the backcourt, and Keldon Johnson, Trey Jones, and I believe Jeremy Sohan trap him. And Keldon Johnson just his nickname is Keldon Big Body Johnson just rips the ball out of his hands, takes it and dunks. That's an absolute unit. Yeah, that's not how you want. And I'm looking here. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, they they had a timeout left. Oh yeah, no, they had a timeout. They had a he's trapped in the coffin corner. They had one timeout left, and they just. like nobody used it, and he just fr- he froze. He froze. I think he was anticipating the foul, and people are oh, he got a foul. Like number one, they're not going to call that foul. Number two, no. the 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 most drastic impact occurs as Keldon Johnson is taking the ball. Jones appears to to like scrape Kevin Durant's arms, but that doesn't really change the course of the play because Keldon Johnson has already said mine. Yeah, and then he takes it and goes and lays it up, and it's just like, uh, oh, I think if that's Two possession game, he gets that call. Sure, the foul call there. The fact it was a one possession game, I appreciate the officials were like, "Hey, we're just gonna let this thing play out." Mm-hmm. But it was it was a weird end to a game, and then like they dunked the ball, or uh, he didn't dunk it. Kind no, of, we, like, we chest to chest, up, and then went, laid it up. Yeah, contested layup, but the ball was through the net in the they like they were getting ready to like try to inbound it again, and his palms were up in the air. Durant's were he was he was standing he was still, in the corner just going did not move what just happened yeah yeah that was 
that was some malpractice there, coaching yeah. and and from a, a, an all star and a superstar in the NBA, a, a, a top fifteen player of all time. Yeah, uh, yeah. but what, Wemby's good. He's fun. Yeah. So Wemby finishes the night again. This is the getting acclimated to the NBA games. This is game what three for them? For no, those game four for them. Wemby finishes the night six of twelve, two of six from three, four of five from the line, eighteen points, eight rebounds, four blocks. God, he's so good. That's the just figuring stuff out. He's so good. He's going... And that was the great back and forth with Chuck and Shaq last night, too. Absolutely fantastic. Russ, do we, do we have do we have the churro? G- g- give me... I think so. Let me so they had Wemby on uh, post-game on TNT with, <laughs> yeah, with, with, with the guys. And, and Charles Barkley asked Wemby if he'd had a churro. And this is just... This is the NBA on TNT at its finest. Victor, I got, Victor, I got one yeah. final question. How do you say churro in French? Churro? What is that? Churro. You know what churro is. You've been in San Antonio, San Antonio long enough. It's a dessert. It's, it's a, a dessert. dessert. This ass what it is. The long, the, the long donut. What? I've never heard of that. <laughs> All right. San Antonio <laughs> people, put me on that. Hey, son, how do you say I like his personality. He's good. I mean, he's good. He's like, I need people to turn me on that ASAP. Yeah. Like, I, I need it. There remember uh, Giannis? The long donut. What a horrible way to describe a churro, too. A long donut is definitely not the way I would have gone. I, if you're describing a churro, which way would you go? I, I mean, a rolled up deep, elephant ear? <laughs> like an elephant I mean, ear yeah, type pastry-ish. I would have gone like, it's kind of like a cinnamon stick. Sure. Yeah, I guess. Like, Because I feel like that kind of drives it home. Yeah. Uh, it's just a deep fried dough dipped in cinnamon. Yeah, not long donut. Yeah, because donuts. Let's, uh, the like churro's I, got thinking, like the, the crunchiness. Yeah, like got the, a little bit of the crunch. When too, he right? says when he says long donut, I'm thinking like like a maple bar. Like that's where I go to. But churro, no, I don't. I don't know. Like a long deep fried croissant in cinnamon and sugar. I also loved the back and forth that Chuck and Shaq had over like. Chuck not really understanding how good Shaq was right when he came into the league. Yeah, he he said the only <laughs> Chuck said the only guy he'd ever seen that was ready day one, and what he meant was like kids. Yeah, because like Wemby's nineteen was LeBron, and Shaq's like, what do you mean not ready? Like he, Shaq was immediately defending his honor. And for those that don't remember or weren't alive, Shaq averaged twenty three, fourteen, and three and a half as a rookie in Orlando. Yeah. He I, was a one-man wrecking crew. I will. Uh, here we go. I, I'm just going to read you his first four games. Mm. Okay, he scored 12 points on four of eight shooting in his opener. Eight of 16 for 22. 15 of 25 for 35. And 12 of 19 for 31 points. And in those games, where again. He scored 12, 22, 35, 31. He also hauled in 18, 15, 13, and 21 rebounds. He hit a 30-20 game yeah. in the fourth game of his career. Yeah. 23, <laughs> 23 of those uh, 23 <laughs> of those rebounds were offensive rebounds. Dude, in his first four games, he had 23 offensive rebounds. Going quasi-squirrel here. Did you see that Shaq did a show this with somebody else? dumbest thing ever. He almost averaged six offensive boards a game yes. in his first four games. And DeAndre Ayton just had, had seven against the uh, uh, Raptors the other night. Um Shaq finally admitted his weight in in Los Angeles. Oh, really? How many spins? Do, do you know? Four? Do you know how much he said he he weighed? Take a wild guess. 
How much did Shaq weigh in Los Angeles in their last title year? 370. I think that sounds a bit beefy, but I'll go like 355. 415. Sweet, yeah, that makes fancy sense. Moses. So for all of the Shaq listed at 305 stuff, it was always BS. Yeah. Well, that's like all... Arv- Arvita Sabonis, too. Was... I think he was listed like 295, and, and he that was, man like was 340. Yeah, that man was, his his lower body was yeah. 300 pounds. Well, it's like Giannis, I believe, is listed at 245 right now. Giannis is just under 300 pounds. Yeah. Like... Yao Ming was the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Like, I, he, was, he, he had to have been over 400 pounds I don't. Easily. I don't know if he was, because as Easily. big as he was, and he dwarfed Shaq. Shaq's mass from front to back, yeah. was but terrifying. Yao's legs. Oh, his calves were, were bigger than gigantic. people's waist. But yeah, I know. But that went up to his thighs were, yeah, insane. Yeah. Like his thighs were bigger than my torso. Yeah, oh, it was man. absolutely. Insane. All right, you want to talk gambling? Gambling? Mm-hmm. What, what do you want to talk about gambling about? I'm going to guess with Ryan Horvat. Oh, that's right. Coming up next year, we've got Ryan Horvat. Let's talk that MGM. But first, here's a Big Kahuna Sports and Update. You ever had a Big Kahuna burger? This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. It's 1.30 on a Wednesday. 1.30-ish. Close enough. On the line is the host of BetMGM Night and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvath. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to BetMGM Tonight podcast. For more of Ryan Horvath's analysis, just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcast. Horvath, how you doing, brother? Doing good, guys. Uh, getting excited for the weekend. Big college football slate. Obviously, mm. it's great having the NBA back, um, especially on the weekdays, you know, Um not that Tuesday night action and Conference USA isn't great, but it's good to have different options. And the World Series is still going on. So, uh, great time of the year. I am waiting for where I can find my lines on Hutchinson Community College to uh, bet the over on a million bugs for his point total for the season. And oh, it, I know. Is, as soon as you, I saw that tweet yesterday, and I was dying. If you miss it, go to Ryan Horvath's uh, Twitter account. Uh, there's a basketball player named A Million Bugs out there. And it's one of the great basketball names of all time, but he plays community college basketball. Uh, let's get to football, Horvath. What? Okay, when you see the college football playoff committee roll out their top 25 for the first time, does it send up any signals for you as far as future bets that are going on? Because this is a weird time uh, where you're in the middle of this college football season, yet it almost seems like we get a brand new set of futures that you can get in on the, on the college football playoff with. Yeah. And it's funny, like the market doesn't really move, but there are some interesting things. I think like, for example, big game coming up this weekend for, I mean, there's a lot of big games coming up this weekend, obviously Washington, USC mm-hmm. being one of them in the pac 12, but, uh, you know, I'm really excited for this Alabama-LSU game because Bama's not dead. They have the one loss to Texas, but that's in the non-conference. So a one-loss Alabama team, you know, if they get to the SEC championship game, if they're able to run the table, I could still see them sneaking into the college football playoff. And right now they're 14-1. to You're never going to get a 14-1 to price on Alabama ever again. And it's funny because, like, defense, they're not historically great. They're not you know, as good as some of those defenses were a couple of years ago when they won the national title. But they're really good, and they're figuring out how to get after the quarterback the last couple of weeks. You know, they have some really good pass rushers, and the secondary is really good. They have a top 10 pick in Kool-Aid McKinstry. And then offensively, like Jaden Milrow isn't Tua, or he's not 
uh, Bryce, but he can hit the deep shot, man. And LSU's defense can't stop anybody. So I was looking at L- uh, Alabama like 14 to 1, but I also have some Jaden Daniels uh, Heisman futures, and he's down to plus 325 right now. You know, he's number two in total QBR. Yeah, they have the two losses, but if he if he beats Alabama uh, and LSU ends up getting into the SEC title game, I think he could be your Heisman. So there are some certain angles, you know, there's some angles that I'm looking at here. The one big takeaway I had was what concerns me a little bit for the Pac-12 teams, because I have some Oregon futures. I think they're the best team in the Pac-12. I mean, I like Washington as well. I just like Oregon a little bit better on the defensive side of the ball, even though Washington did beat them in the head-to-head. I think if we get the rematch on a neutral, I would like Oregon in the game. But, man, Ohio State at number one scares me, and it makes sense because they've played such a tough schedule. They have a couple really good road wins. Obviously, they beat Notre Dame, even though Notre Dame had 10 men on the field the last two plays of that game. Uh, They beat Purdue, even though they're down a little bit. They beat the Badgers and covered the spread in primetime at Camp Randall. And then Ohio State has the win, um, obviously, at home over Penn State as well, a top-10 team at the time, you know, who's now fallen a little bit. but uh, So that's what concerns me a little bit because – the only loss for Ohio State's most likely going to beat Michigan. I think Michigan's yeah. the best team in the country. I don't know that I agree with them being ahead of Florida State, though, at three because they haven't played anybody. Whereas if you look at Florida State's schedule, they have a win over Duke, right? They yeah. have a win over Clemson. And they have a non-con win over LSU, who was a top-ten team at the time, on a neutral field. So I think if anybody got hosed, it was Florida State. But as far as the futures, I think Alabama's a team that you could buy in on. And what makes me nervous for a team like Oregon or Washington is I could see Ohio State with one loss getting into the playoff, an undefeated Michigan team getting into the playoff, Georgia not losing a game, getting into the playoff, and then Florida State as well. We're going to have a lot of good teams miss out this year. And it's like I was arguing against the expansion, you know, the expanded playoff, but this would have been the perfect year to have it because we have more parity now than ever. Yep. Horvat, you've got, you said you've got the NBA back. You've got a, a weekend, which isn't a ton of data, but it's something to work with. I, I like being a real sicko here and looking at the uh, rebuilding teams, particularly Portland, the Detroits, yeah. the Washingtons of the world, uh, as the teams that uh, Vegas is not going to catch on to real fast because there's so much newness to the teams. When you look at the everybody wants to bet the the, the, the flashy stuff, the you know the rookie of the year lines, things of that nature. But when you're looking at the real bottom of the barrel teams, how much value actually is there in early season before you know the 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 big betting companies kind of catch on? Yeah, especially like with the player props, I think that there's really good value. I mean, nobody's caught on to with the young guys. Um, everybody's like, oh, I'll play Scoot's points. You know, he's going to be really ball dominant, or I'll play Wemby's blocks, which I did last night, and it finally came home. I like to play. I go full sicko mode. I go into like the alternate. Uh, lines like last night, Wemby to block four shots was plus 500 in some shops. And he hadn't went over one like the entire, what, three games before that. So I uh, did take a shot with that. And he ended up finishing with four. So I made some big money. But like the angles I like with these young players, turnover props have been great with Wemby. They were setting it at one and a half, two and a half. Every single night he has at least four turnovers. You know, and I think even like in the market as far as like some of these younger teams or just teams that aren't going to be any good. You know, I think that we're getting some really good prices early on in the season, especially because I know that the league said that they were going to crack down on the load management. We're not seeing it right now. Phoenix still hasn't rolled out anybody yet. And so, like last night, I took a shot with San Antonio as well on the money line. You know, I mean, obviously you could grab some big numbers. You're always looking for the key numbers. Back in the day, I would look for anything over seven and a half because if a team was down seven, that would be like, we'll wave the white flag. Now teams foul even down seven, and then they won't attempt a field goal on the other end. It drives me nuts. 
But that's what I'm usually looking for is a team like a Portland, a San Antonio in a really good spot. Maybe you have a contending team like the Suns or like the Nuggets, but they're on the second night of a back-to-back. Or they have a big game coming up against the Clippers. You know what I mean? Like certain things like that. But I love the player props even with these young guys. And instead of going with their points and assists, I kind of go with the hater props. Like, I bet turnovers <laughs> and things of that such. But uh, that's what I like to do with these young teams early on here. All right. We have not talked about this uh, r- really at all. We haven't talked much World Series, period, uh, with you or MLB postseason. You got an over-under of 8.5, right, it, it, coming into this game. And for for an, a potential elimination game tonight, Evaldi's on the hill. Eight and a half seems like against Zach Gallon, who has been a roller coaster for the uh, Diamondbacks. Does it seem like we may have an over with a massive number for baseball in in the Game Five of the World Series tonight? See, like in these big spots, it's always narrative based for me. But okay, for example, Game Seven in um, the playoffs, I always bet unders because obviously, like yep. guys tighten up. We see a lot of defense in hockey. Game Sevens. Usually both goalies come to play. I'll play some unders. And in baseball, you know, like certain pitching matchups, I'll play an under. This is one that scares me a little bit, man. Like I've been off in this series. I'm not going to lie. It's hard. And the entire postseason. I mean, this season has been ridiculous because the Braves look like the best team in all of baseball. And then all of a sudden in the American League, you're like, man, Baltimore is really for real. And then they don't get out of the first round of the postseason. And I did not see this coming, obviously, from Arizona. Texas, I was pretty high on all season long. I did play some Texas futures. Unfortunately, I didn't do anything with the Rangers to win the World Series or anything like that. And they were hot at the end of the year, too. But what scares me, like betting an under with them, is one through nine in that lineup, they got guys that could hit the long ball. They got guys that could take walks, guys that get on base, guys that, you know, are clutch here in the postseason. And same thing with Arizona. So if I had to bet this game, I would go under – and I would go with the Rangers. I, I think the Rangers are the better team. I think the Diamondbacks have been the fun story. The Rangers spent so much money, obviously, the last couple of years. And it sucks for a guy like Jacob DeGrom, obviously, who got paid, you know, and uh, gets hurt early on in the season, has Tommy John surgery once again. But I just think that the Diamondbacks are finally outmatched. I say that, now watch, this will go seven. They'll end up winning. Uh, this is a two-to-one game if I don't bet the under. But I would lean under in Texas tonight if okay. I had to bet it. Well, especially Garcia with a, with an oblique in you. And anytime you're having an oblique and the dude hit rakes all game long. Right. All right. Uh, exactly. Selfishly, what do you expect if you're going to bet one way or the other with the Raiders for the rest of the season? Are you, are you fading them the rest of the way because they're going to go full tank fast? Or are you thinking they're going to be a fun, plucky, get a new, new coach, new GM bump uh, with the oppressive regime of McDaniels now gone? I usually will bet the team. Like, I love the commanders against the Patriots because they just traded away Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And like the Patriots shouldn't be three and a half point favorites over anybody. Those are always the kind of angles that I'm looking at. And that might be the way that I look at the Raiders just because, man, I'm not a Josh McDaniels guy. I just, um, what the hell's he been doing the last couple of weeks? Like, it's great that a couple of the, like a couple of these things have happened on primetime spots. The Raiders have played way too many standalone games already. And everybody got to see, like, oh, man, this guy really is a doofus because. He's kicking a field goal to make a one-score game a one-score game or a two-score game a two-score game, certain things like that. And they have all this talent. Like, you draft Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame in the second round. I thought that was a steal. You don't use them. Um, you have Devontae Adams. You have Hunter Renfro. You don't use them. You have Jacoby Myers. They have way too much talent. They have Jacobs, who led the league in rushing yards last year. I get he's not having a great year, and the O-line's been down a little bit. 
But you got to get creative with the play calling, and that's why you hire a guy like Josh McDaniels, who's been in the OC his entire career. Uh, but now they might get a little bit of a bump, man. Jimmy Garoppolo, especially when he has to go to that second read, not very good this season. Um, Aiden O'Connell did not look good in his one start, but I kind of liked him at Purdue. He's an older quarterback as far as a rookie. You know, he's like 25 years old, and they have a ton of talent. they got a guy like Max Crosby on the defensive side of the ball. If we get the right numbers, I'll probably bet them as, like, big dogs. I'm not going to bet them to win too many games because I think they should go full tank mode for Caleb, for Drake, May, whoever you like, especially in that market, man. You mm-hmm. just built that stadium. I just think you have to get your quarterback of the future, and I promise you it's not Aiden O'Connell. Well, uh, your beloved Packers, their GM, Brian oh. Guttenkuz, says that they need more time to evaluate uh, Jordan Love. Do you? <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't need time to evaluate Jordan Love when he was at Utah State. This is going to be – this will go down as my most famous take. I just didn't like the Jordan Love pick because a guy like Jordan Love, man, needs to play right away, right? He was always going to be a project, and you were coming off an NFC championship game where you gave up over 300 yards on the ground. You needed help on the defensive side of the ball. You needed another yeah. wide receiver other than Devontae Adams and T. Higgins was there. And listen to me, like if you want a quarterback like that's going to be a project, in the second round that year, Jalen Hurts goes. He's Jalen Hurts is doing things that only six quarterbacks in NFL history have ever done, and you draft Jordan Love. Like, that's my thing. If you needed your project, you wait until the second round. Because even if they hated Aaron Rodgers, man, he was still on contract for four more years, under contract for four more years. He wasn't going anywhere. So Brian Gutekind needs to go. The team president, Mark Murphy, needs to go. Jordan Love needs to go back to the USFL or Utah State or the XFL merger or whatever it is. And I think that they need to uh, tank. They need to tank for Drake. That's what I'm starting. I don't even want to No, 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 no. Raiders are beating you there, all right? No, nope, beating you nope. there. <laughs> you guys can have Caleb Williams. You get Caleb. That's fine. You get Caleb and his turnover-worthy throws. We want big wow. like 6'5 quarterback. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming that guy again. You wow. know, I used to stick up for the short quarterbacks, man. But then guys like Dude. Kyler, some of these guys have let me down. Baker has let me down, so now I'm 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 going to be that guy I, now. I, I want can, big hands, six foot five. I oh cannot wait for you to unveil the take on social media that no 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 you don't want Caleb Williams. Drake May is built for Wisconsin in cold weather football. <laughs> That's what it is. He's built for the cold. You can't have a slender quarterback. He needs to be built for it. Exactly. You know who might be uh, Bo Nix might end up being like the best option for a team like Green Bay. I, I can't wait to see what him and Penix look like at the next level, man, because those are two guys where that's why I love not to go on a rant here, but that's why I love the transfer yeah. portal. Those guys, I mean, Bo Nix couldn't win a game on the road at Auburn and Michael Penix couldn't stay healthy at Indiana. Now both are going to have the chance at least to play on Sunday. So yep. uh, it's been an awesome year. I'm with you. Awesome. Horvath. As always, we appreciate you. Thank you. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks so much, guys. Yes, you will catch me next week. And uh, NFL this weekend, it's going to be a really interesting week. A really interesting week, but I think the Packers actually do win a game, guys. If the Rams, if the Rams don't have Matthew Stafford available at Lambeau Field in this game, cold-weather game, the Rams cannot go into Green Bay and beat the Packers. So I'm doing it again this week. Oh, Packers minus three. If they lose, you might not hear from me next I'm, week. I'm, hey, I'm rolling with you right now. I'm logging in right now. I'm going to put Let's that I'm putting that bet Let's in right it, now. Boys. All right. All right. Appreciate you, Horvath. We'll catch you next week, brother. Yeah. That was those of BetMGM tonight. Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Ryan Horvath. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Well, you know what? Uh, 
Drake may maybe built for the cold, but I don't know. Does Connor Stallions built for the cold? We caught him Ooh. out and about, and <laughs> multiple coaches and multiple people are checking in about the Michigan sign stealing scandal that will not go away because it keeps getting weirder and stranger. Danny and Dusty, Tenny the fan. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. Uh, just when you think that the Michigan sign ceiling scandal can't get uh uh-uh. uh any worse. Uh uh-uh. uh. It can. It no. You used the Weird, wrong word. Weirder? Better. Better. better? Yeah. It gets better every day, my man. So not only do we now have uh, sideline photos, mm. and uh, we, we didn't really talk about this much. We kind of glossed over yesterday because we had so much to talk about. But there's also a uh, video that takes a still of him on the sideline and does a super imposition of Connor Stallions not in Central mm. Michigan gear. For those that aren't aware, yeah. there's photos and videos of him on Central Michigan sideline wearing Central Michigan gear. Uh, for and, their se- and it's him. September 1st game against uh, Michigan State. State. At Michigan State, which, by the way, who did uh, Michigan recently play? Michigan State. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Also, there's a, there's a little thing in here that I want to bring up. Yeah. There are multiple Michigan staffers at Central Michigan. Oh. Former Michigan coaches that are now at Central. Yeah. Do you think maybe that they were like, hey, we know who this guy is. Mm-hmm. You scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. Go ahead and give us some signs, and you can go ahead and steal some new ones. Yeah. I could I, see that. I could see a little quid pro, quid pro quid pro quo. Also, there's now been more footage uh, from that incident where that it's enhanced. Uh, go full super troopers, and yeah. you look in, and it appears he's wearing a pair of Ray Bans. Well, it's not just any Ray Bans; they are the Facebook slash Meta Ray Bans. It appears that have a built-in optical device. A tw- Twelve mega megapixels. Camera. I think is a camera on those. Everybody's like, why is he wearing sunglasses at night? And oh, anytime the play came his way, he's like trying to like shade his face and like pull his hat his down. It was very awkward. If you're wondering, like, uh, what was he dressed like? Bobby Valentine after he got ejected and he came back with glasses <laughs> and a mustache on. I didn't even think of that. That's that is what he's so <laughs> perfect. That's what he looked like. And oh my it, God. it was like, whoa, you're not really trying that hard. It's, um, it's like Clark Kent in Superman. It's like the glasses was enough. Yeah. What I find at night. Yeah. This was a night yeah. game. The LED, the LED bulbs are bright in there. Okay. But this guy, it, it's all unraveling rather quickly. And look, there's one of two things that happened here. Um, one of them is Michigan State was like, dude, we knew he was there even before when he wasn't with Michigan in any capacity or, and I, I kind of think that this may be at play here. Um, or, or, I mean, there's a third option too. The third option would be like in over the course of the investigation, somebody is blowing the whistle and being like, dude, he wasn't even, he was hiding in plain sight. He, he, he did the same thing for central Michigan. You know, he mm-hmm. went to their game. Like it, what we did wasn't that bad. Central Michigan did it too. Yeah. Right. But the the one that I could see being feasible too, just you know, doing sidelines for, for the Ducks this year, and I've just been around. There are so many damn people on the There's sidelines a during games. Jillion people on sidelines, and there have been there were people that I was seeing for like weeks, 
that it was like after like three or four weeks, I finally start talking to them. And mm-hmm. like, it was mostly just you like, don't know, yeah, you you, don't, they don't know who I am. I don't know who no. they are. And you're just a guy there with a microphone. And I have a pass. Yeah. I have a pass. And it's like, uh, and a microphone. He's here. Yeah. You have a you, you, you stick mic or headset. I have a stick mic. Okay. But I'm down there and it's like, it, it, there's a lot of people that just from week to week, they come, they go. Sure. You don't know. And I, I can imagine might, might that might be a this runner for Nike on the sidelines because this is where what Connor uh, Stallions where he was different was that he was in the coach's box, mm-hmm. which means from the twenty five to the twenty five, that's where only coaches and team personnel can which be. Which means they knew he was there. I can imagine that somebody was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And then they saw them when they saw his picture, like, "Hey." That's the guy who was on our sideline at Michigan State, where I was like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And like, I could see that being how this all gets out there. Like, he knew somebody, nobody was really talking about why he was there. Because or... otherwise, he just looks like another, any other GA. <laughs> he does. He just, because he, he's a little baby face guy with a little goatee who, you're like, you, you would 100% assume is just a GA. They, and I, I, when I say this, I mean it. On every sideline in the country, there are tens of Connor Stallions that look exactly like that dude. Yeah, I'm one of them. Like I, like I, yeah, you, you, an, you get the pack in the past. You look uh, a little bit different. But I'm like an um, unassuming looking person. If you put me in what the coaches wear, look at you now. Even with you, even had the, the Connor the Connor Stallions facial hair starter kit. Yeah, it's terrible facial hair. It's there, and that that's what it is. It's like. You just look like you don't sleep very much. You're, you're, I have a terrible mustache. I look like a conquistador. I do. It's, it's a, a beard right now. It's, though, a, it's, a pa- it's a Pedro Pascal right now. You don't like it. You're uh, pulling it off. But this is... I could see how it could slip through the cracks. But there's also, as you can see that you can slip through the cracks, mm-hmm. there are so many red flags. Oh, God, yeah. So many red flags on every single... Le- it looks worse and worse for Michigan with every single day that passes. Does it look worse? It, yeah, because it it the more we find out and the more detailed this was mm. and the fact that we know that he only made $55,000 a year, you're sitting there going there's no way he could afford all of this. No, which means somebody was paying for it or he was paying being paid significantly more under the table. Yeah. And so you're which looking at it and you're going both. as it goes on more and more you're you're thinking to yourself there's no way Jim Harbaugh does not know about this. Like it it with every single thing that happens, it's like, there's no way he didn't know. If guys on other staffs, like if Central Michigan brought him over, Which they if, if they if there's guys on other staffs that are like, hey, we know this guy in Michigan mm-hmm. who can do this. There's no way Harbaugh doesn't know that on his own staff. Mm-hmm. There's no way. You know, it's great. We've gone, we've talked about this now for 12 minutes. You know what we haven't mentioned? Huh. The manifesto. The Michigan Manifesto. It's like, brilliant. Like th- that's how insane this is. And uh, we got to take a, a, a quick break here. Then we will back to finish up. Well, not even finish up. There's more to this. Like, There's we're, way we, more. We, we've got the head coach of Central Michigan discussing it, kind of. You want to know why? Mm. Because Maction happens on Tuesday nights. Ladies Doesn't matter if it's Halloween. Central Michigan's playing on a Tuesday. So we'll be back with that. Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.